I am Sue Lee. I'm a campus pastor, Salem campus pastor. And I am so happy to worship with you this morning at Anderson campus. So before we start, let us pray before the Lord. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. You are in this place. And we want to see what you are doing in our midst. God, speak to us. Comfort your beloved daughters. We celebrate and we come with you, Lord. Speak to us so we can hear you such a way so we can draw closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. So this year, God has been preparing God's people all over the place for spiritual awakening and revival. We hear the news. We have seen many things happening. After the outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Asbury University, we heard great things, movement of the Lord is happening all over the place. Just even many college campuses, students are gathered together and having a worship and praise and worship services. Even just last week, there were like 30,000 students gathered at Oklahoma University. It was a regular concert, but at the last day, they had a, like an a evangelism event. And 2,000 young people, they gave their life to Jesus. Isn't God amazing? It's like, a, wow, thank you, Jesus. It's awesome. Things are happening. Not only in elsewhere, even at our church and this campus, great things are happening here. Besides the awesome rummage sale we had last week, right? Successful rummage sale. Praise the Lord for your support. But and yet last week, we had an awesome prayer meetings in this place. We had like a three days prayer meeting in one week. I mean, I don't think, I don't, I don't remember ever, we had a three nights of prayer at Anders campus. I mean, do you? So great, my God is bringing people together for spiritual awakening and revival. So God brought us, we had, a, we had a prayer meeting here on Wednesday night, Thursday night, and Sunday night at Salem campus. So God sent Korean prayer missionaries to, to America to pray with us and for us because God loves you, God loves the people in this land, and God has a mighty plan for us. So we had a great joy. So in Cincinnati, we had a 10 prayer missionaries came, to, came here in the greater Cincinnati area, and we had a, like a, we prayed, spent about 30 hours, 16 different um, prayer meetings took place in the greater Cincinnati. There was just such a unity, such a joy, such a blessing and humble before the Lord, how God's people came together and praising the Lord in prayer. So we had an amazing, God is doing amazing work in our midst, in our city. So we are so grateful for that. All this is God's gift. It's a gift of a prayer. It's not a monetary prayer, but it's God's gift. We, America, we need prayer. And we are praying together. Isn't this, think about this is amazing how God sent 400 people from Far East. They spent $3,000 for each person, not for vacation. Just come, to lay down their knees on the altar and pour out their heart to pray. This is how much God loves you, God loves us. This is about God's kingdom coming on earth as it is in heaven. So again, uh, it was a great uh, celebration what God is doing in our midst in the greater Cincinnati area. 
Do you know what? When we pray in humility, God hears us. God heard us. If God's people repent and turn to God, the Bible promise, Second Chronicles seven fourteen, God said, "I will heal the land, and God's going to bring renewal." So that's the sermon series for this week, next four weeks. The, we have a new sermon series. It's called Gathering Wood for the Revival Fire for Spiritual Awakening and, uh, and the Revival. For the next four weeks, that's what we're going to We're going to gather together. We're going to gather wood. So it's like it's a metaphor. We're not going to take a field trip, gather dry wood for fire because there's no fireplace in here right? But we are going to gather wood for spiritual awakening and revival. And we're going to do this together for the next four weeks. Are you excited? I am excited. See, we're going to talk about what does it mean to uh, gather wood. Now, let's talk about revival. We talk about revival. So, revival is a time of spiritual awakening and renewal that transforms lives. Our lost sons and daughters come home. Our broken relationship be restored. The lives be changed. Suddenly, people want to say, I am sick and tired of this alcohol and drug. I want to turn to the Lord. The lives in the city will be transformed for the goodness and mercy of the Lord. And millions of souls will turn to God and say, God, I need you. There will be such evidence of the presence and joy and peace of the Lord overflow. And our city be transformed. Our nation be transformed by the goodness of the Lord. That's what revival looks like. And I'm praying. I'm having an innocent prayer. I say, Lord, let there be a million people in the greater Cincinnati will come to know Jesus. Isn't this a good prayer? It's only God can do this. But with God, nothing is impossible. Now, this kind of revival is the work of the Holy Spirit. We cannot program it. We, Anderson Hill, we have awesome programs. Don't you agree? We have an amazing program. We have great leaders. We are so thankful for a good church. But even though we have awesome programs, we cannot program revival. You know why? Because it's the work of the Holy Spirit. But we can gather wood. Although we cannot manufacture revival, we can gather wood together. We can encourage one another. We can have a desire for hunger of the Lord. Why? Because it's good and it's better. So now let's think about what does it mean to gather wood, really? What does this mean? Now, we're going to look into Acts chapter 3. Before we read, this is what Peter answered the question for us. Now, in Acts chapter 3, we see Peter and John, they were going to the prayer meeting at 3 o'clock at the temple. And they saw the crippled beggar. And Peter said, in the name of Jesus Christ, be healed. And this man, crippled beggar, he got healed by the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. So when they saw a miracle, when they saw supernatural, people came together, they want to know what's going on. So Peter stood, he preached the gospel of repentance. 
So repentance is good news. I want us to get that today. Repentance is not a bad news. It's a really good news. So Peter spoke, Peter preached to the Israelite, not Gentiles, to God's people. In verses 17 and 21, it reads, Now, fellow Israelites, I know that you act in ignorance as you did your leaders, but this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Messiah would suffer, repent, and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out, so that times of refreshing may come from the Lord, and that he may send the Messiah who has been appointed for you. Messiah is Jesus, who must remain in heaven until the time comes to, for God to restore everything, as he promised long ago through his holy prophet. Peter preached to the people, his people. He said, you know, Jesus Christ is the anointed one. He's the righteous one. He's the holy son of God. He's the Messiah. But you did not know that. You were ignorant. Because you were so ignorant, you put him into the cross. He was crucified. But, this, but even though you act out of ignorance because you did not know God, now repent. Repent your unbelief. Repent that you did not believe the name of Jesus Christ and turn and believe this gospel of repentance. That's what Peter preached to the people. Once upon a time, all of us, at one point, we were, we did not know. When I lived in Korea, I did not know this. I did not know Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I did not know he was the Messiah. I did not know he was the righteous righteous one. I did not know he was holy God. So I did not believe him. I didn't even know there is God. I thought everything was a coincidence. Out of that ignorance, my ignorance, I sinned. The biggest sin, I believe, is not believing Jesus Christ is God. He's the Messiah, anointed one. We think about other sins, but by, according to the Bible, unbelief is sin. And I did. Until Holy Spirit convicted my heart. And God brought me to Ohio and opened my eyes, opened my heart to see and believe that Jesus is the Lord. He's the righteous, holy one, Son of God, Messiah, who came to forgive my sins and our sins. So we can have a life everlasting. So we can have a relationship with God forever. Ooh. While well, you are awake, says this is good. <laughs> so, and so when we talk about, I just thought about ignorance. When, when people used to call me, when people say you are ignorant, I, I used to get offended. I say, what do you mean I'm ignorant? But once I read the Bible, ignorance has nothing to do with your intelligent IQ level. It has nothing to do with the social status. It's about not believing, not knowing God's word, not believing the Son of God, not reading, not knowing, understanding the word of God. If we don't, according to Peter, he said, you act in ignorance. And all of us, once upon a time, I was. And, but it's okay. The thing is, now you know it, come and believe. 
So praise the Lord. It is good that Jesus came to suffer and die for us. So we have a new relationship with the Lord. And we have opportunity to rep repent and turn to the Lord. So when we think about sin, sin is like a, it's a disobeying the word of God. It's disobeying the great commandment of loving God, loving one another. So repentance is a gift. See, it's a gift, it's a grace of the Lord because we know God is love and God is holy. So God is so holy, so perfect and so good, we cannot turn to God without being cleansed and washed and repent. And Jesus prepared a way for us to come to the Lord each way. I remember um, watching TV many years ago about Jim Baker. Do you remember Jim Baker? So, I remember when I watched the news about what he did, he, did a, uh, as a, he was a very well-known tele-evangelist. And I remember he received so many, so much donation, but and yet he got caught because of his sexual misconduct and mismanagement of money, so he got in jail. But I remember watching the news and I thought, how could he, he preach the gospel, do that, and it just make all Christianity look so bad. I was just so mad. <laughs> I said, that's not good because now gospel, it's being tainted because we're not presenting God properly. But I did not know this part. But when he was in jail, he said, it was God's mercy. It's not a, uh, he said, because I got caught and was in jail, I had opportunity to repent. So somebody asked him, have you really loved God? If you loved God, how could you do that? He said, oh yeah, I loved God all the time. I never not loved God. I said, what? How could you do that? If you loved God, how could you do that? I loved God, but I did not fear God. I didn't have a holiness of God. I didn't have awe of God. So sometimes we sin because we do not know how God, we talk about God is love. God is mercy, God is so graceful, yes. But then God loves the sinners, but God hates sin. So that's why we repent, because God is so holy and so amazing God. But if we don't have awe of God, if we don't have a fear of the Lord, we commit sin, don't think anything of it, knowing, will God forgive me again and again? But he said, Baker said, Reverend Baker said, he said, I didn't have that. I didn't have a fear of God. So the, when Holy Spirit convicts us, we come, we repent. So repentance is a way of life for Christian. It's the way of a church life because we want to be holy as God is holy. We were closer to the Lord day by day. We walk out God's salvation by the Holy Spirit. So when, when the Holy Spirit, if you are in Christ, if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Spirit of God lives in you. Then Holy Spirit convicts us and teaches us and guides us. When the Holy Spirit convicts us, we do not ignore. We repent right away. We acknowledge, oh, God forgive me, have mercy on me. And when somebody offended us and hurt us, God have mercy on them, forgive them. 
so we don't harbor sin in, our, in us. So repentance is like a lifestyle for the believers because we want to become more like a Christ. So one thing that we need to practice intentionally, do not ignore the whispering voice of the Lord who is in us because repentance is the vital work of the Holy Spirit. It is because God's love is so amazing and so God is so good, He wants us to walk closer to the Lord. So when we talk about repentance, it's about to pray. It's about praying. Praying is talking to Jesus and listening to the Lord. It's about relationship. This is how we gather our wood for revival. That's what it is. Because the prayer of repentance, the prayer precedes spiritual awakening and revival for our family, our church, and our nation, our city. Because there is no spiritual awakening without the prayer of repentance. It always begins with it. And when we do it, when God's people repent, it moves God's heart. And we want to move God's heart. And God is teaching us how to do it. So we pray alone, spend time with the Lord, and we come together in corporately prayer together. We had an amazing the night of a prayer of repentance. It was just so beautiful. We had that happen before. And Spirit, Spirit of the Lord upon us, we pray for one another. We just cry out, God have mercy on us. That's how we are being equipped. That's how we become stronger together. Because prayer sustains revival fire of the Holy Spirit. And it, God give us a heart. Anderson Hill, for ever since this year, we say Anderson Hill is a praying congregation, right? We have a prayer meetings at Salem campus twice a month. And it is our prayer that we pray for us to have a weekly prayer meeting. This is our prayer. And this is our prayer that it would be so amazing if we have like a 70 intercessors who say, I want to pray for the church. I want to pray 30 minutes or one hour so week, pray for the church. Do you think God's going to bring amazing things in here? Not only for us, for the people, our community and neighbor. God will, I mean, when we come together, supernatural great things are going to happen. So the, uh, last week, we, I talked about we had like a 10 intercessors came to Cincinnati. And I just, one lady shared her testimony with me, and it really spoke to me. She said, she came here because God told her to go to America and pray. She said, I did not know anything about America. I did not know what to pray. But it is, so she asked the Lord, God, give me your heart. I don't know what to pray. I don't know how to pray. I don't know much about America. But just give me your heart. And she said, as soon as she came and knelt down, every time she went to different places and prayed, she started crying. There just tears came out. She said, wow. She had no idea. That's the tears of love. That's tears of repentance. It's God's tears. She had no idea, but God gave that heart 
because God loves us, God loves you, God loves America, God loves this land, because God wants to heal our land, God wants to bless our land, so God sent people to pray with us. And even though after they left, we continue to carry on. We, want, we, don't, we do not want the spirit of prayer to die out. And together, I believe, God called us, Anderson Hill, and God called the greater Cincinnati. There's a great prayer movement is happening. So prayer of repentance is for everyone. Not only for the only few sinners. I mean, sometimes we think about, oh, repent, just bad sinners, right? We say, you need to repent. But according to the Bible, repentance is for everyone. For non, people who do not know the Lord, they repent and turn to God, be saved and understand the love of God. And repentance is for the people who know the Lord, who love the Lord, but sometimes we walk away from God, we disobey God, we hurt one another. So it is good news for everyone because it is about for us to draw closer to the Lord. When God asks his church to pray and repent, it's not to condemn us, it's not make us feel guilty and shameful. It's about for us to draw closer to us because he wants people to be free. He wants God's children like us to walk closer to the Lord so we can experience God's peace and joy and healing and restoration to come. That's why it's good news. That's why I call it gospel of repentance because God's loving us. If God does not love us, he said, do whatever you want to. But when God invites us to come closer to me, walk with me, you hurt somebody, somebody hurt you, forgive and receive forgiveness and repent. So let's come closer to the Lord. Because it is God's desire. When we are repented, when we come to the Lord, that's how we can be refreshed. We all want to be refreshed. We all want to be renewed. But we have to take it up, our old dirty stuff. Yeah? Now, what happened if we don't repent? What happened if we keep hiding stuff and don't acknowledge our sin? We know God loves sinners. God is a forgiving God. But if we keep it to ourselves, we cannot hear God. God doesn't answer our prayers. Isaiah chapter 59, Isaiah tells us, verse 1 and 2, Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save. God is a Savior. God can do anything. Nor his ear too dull to hear. God hears our prayers. But your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. I mean, God, I love Bible. I mean, more you read God's word, more you love it. Because God tells us how to live, how to walk. The way of freedom, way of peace, way of joy. We just have to follow and have courage, take risk and do it. So, we know the repentance is not for God. It is for us. It's for you. It's for me. It's for God's people. It's for God's nation. So we need to get rid of the obstacle 
so we can hear God, so our prayers can be answered, and we can experience God's healing and wholeness. Because the Bible tells us, if we ignored our sins, the, he said he's not going to answer us. Even though he's willing, he's, he wants to. But one thing that I always want to be intentional, when we come to the Lord and ask God, God, cleanse us and forgive us, and when we do that prayer of repentance, we don't want to fall into the spirit of condemnation because God is not here to condemn us and shame us. That when we feel like a shame and just feel so, that's not a spirit of the Lord. God's spirit of repentance, yeah, we hate sin, but yet it brings us for freedom. Where there is a spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Yeah, because God wants us to give us freedom and joy and peace. So we want to hate what God hates. And sin hinders us from coming close to the Lord. It hinders us from hearing the voice of God. If we hear the, the voice from the uh, word all the time, then we hear God, the voice from the word. But if we hear, try to meditate God's word and listen to the Lord, we have more, our ears are more tuned to hearing God's voice. So prayer of repentance is a way of life. I want us to really know it's, it's, it's grace, it's gift, it's good news. And this is a way, great way to gather our wood for spiritual awakening and revival. We pray for revival to take place in our city. I, I believe it's great things are happening. It's happening at Anderson Hill. And I believe the prayer of repentance is the foundation. Before we ask for the power of God, great things are happening. Signs and wonders, healings and miracles are happening. But and yet, before we ask for more of the Lord, we have to just work on the build a strong foundation. Clean up. So more we can receive more of God. The cleaning up is the work. It's the prayer of repentance. And that needs to be deal with. Because oftentimes we church, church, we oftentimes don't want to talk about that. We want to talk about other glorious things. But in order to receive God's glorious thing, those bottom stuff has to be get, get rid of. Just like when you go take shower, like a repentance is like a sh taking shower, right? Because all of us, if you are in Christ, we took a bath. By the blood of the Lamb, we are washed. Our sins are forgiven. We took a bath. We are clean. But in a, since we are living on a daily basis, we do commit sins, right? So we take a shower. So now when you go to shower, do you take a shower with the clothes on? No, we don't, right? We took off our old clothes before we take a shower. When you come out of a shower, we put a new clothes on. Same thing. That's what repentance is like. Take off, put on. Clothed with the Holy Spirit. That's how we can be refreshed. That's how we can experience a renewal. And we can do it alone, we can do it together. You know, after all, this is Mother's Day. I mean, it's a, and I thought, Lord, I'm going to talk about repentance on Mother's Day. This is really good, <laughs> right? So I said, God, how, so it's like, a, it's so, what, uh, so it is good. And I was thinking, the spirit, I just felt like I said, it's, it is good because we are mother. We saw the video of Mother's Day video. My, being a mother is blessed. We are so thankful we have mothers because all of you, you are here because of our mothers, right? It's a blessing. So we thank God for mothers. 
But the great, amazing mothers, sometimes we get hurt by our mothers, right? Because we, we do things we didn't mean to do it, just like I have a son all grown up. And the other day, my son said, Mom, do you remember when I was young, you did this and you told me this? I said, did I? I said, this sounds really horrible. Did I really do that? He said, yes, mother, you did it. I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I did not know you got hurt. But then at young boy, he did not know. So I asked him, oh, I'm so sorry. So we, we hurt our children unwillingly. So on this Mother's Day, forgive your mother who hurt you. And we forgive a mother who hurt us, right? And I thought, I believe this is like, a, I want it to be the Mother's Day gift for you. And I want to say a special prayer. Mother, I have an amazing, awesome mother. My mother is just a devoted mother. She prayed for me all the time. Because of my mother's prayer, I am here. But she hurt me a lot too. <laughs> and she knew it. Once she became a believer, she said, oh, she repented and I repented together. So that's what then this will build relationship stronger. When we are in Christ, we bring it to the Lord. We forgive, we receive forgiveness. So do not let the, your history to guide you. Because in Christ, remember, in Christ, we are new creation. You are new creation. So I do want to speak blessing upon all mothers today. And I don't want to say uh, we forgive all the mothers who hurt you, hurt us. And I pray that by the Spirit of the Lord, forgive your mothers who hurt you unintentionally. And respect your mothers. And we ask God's forgiveness that we hurt our children not knowingly. Because I am not what I am. I mean, I used to be little... I wasn't a believer. I told you I was a pagan in Korea. So means I sin. I still, but now I repent because God gives us to repent. So on this Mother's Day, I just, Spirit of the living God, just overflow in you in the name of Jesus Christ. Spirit of peace of the Lord be upon you and comfort of the Lord be upon you. May the spirit of forgiveness be with you and upon you. So I pray the relationship be restored. If you have a practical daughters, and your practical sons, we pray for them to return. If they reject your love, we bless them, O oh God, and may they turn their heart. We pray the spirit of repentance be upon them so they can come to walk with God and walk with our, their beloved mothers. May it be so, O oh Lord, and have your way with us, with your people. In Jesus' name, amen.